Welcome to Driving to the Res with Larry and Inelia. <laughs> so, we have some updates, I suppose. We have updates. Um, what's been going on and walk with me now. And um, all the bits and bobs that we're doing, especially the Return Book Club. Yes. You may or may not know, but we have a book club at Walk With Me Now. And it's one of those book clubs where me, the author, recently have been reading, well, we've been discussing the books, right? Um, with me in the, in the room, so they can, everyone can ask questions. But the past two meetings have been about the new book that I'm writing called The Earth Files, the second book in the Return series. And um, this week we did, well last week we did... Um, chapter 2. Chapter 2, yes, the last one we did chapter 2. This is the book that's not even published yet, by No, the way. it's a first draft, it's a very first draft of each of the chapters. And um, it's quite exciting. Um, I found the actual meetings fascinating, the questions that came up and the thoughts that people were following and exploring just amazing I'm really really happy because it means that the book is working the book is doing its job you know expanding our awareness and tapping into truths of the human collectives origin and history yeah it's really good kind of cool too is you may not know because you uh, you signed out of the book club when it was over but I was fishing and I had the uh, book club on and I just left it on Oh yeah, they have an after-party. They after-party yeah, for do. an hour after. <laughs> thinking of questions and questions and asking each other questions and writing ones down for the forum. Nice. I mean, they were well and thoroughly engaged. Yeah, the after-party is apparently the first part of the book club. <laughs> yep, although it's not recorded and you have to be there yep. to have it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's really true. So, there's. Uh, what did you want to talk about? Um, did you have any questions about those chapters? Or? Yeah, it's a funny thing about the Return Earth Files. I remember the first book pretty good, and I read and um, proofread the first few chapters, or however many there are, eight or I think nine. Yeah, something like that. That are written down. I've proofread them all, and I love that book, but I can't for the life of me remember it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh. I mean, I got some of it. Yeah. Oh, look at the elf. Oh, there's a person in the, <laughs> parked in the middle of the road. Oh, there's big elks in the field. That's Lucy. really good. Lucy just got a sniff of them. <laughs> what are those? So you don't remember any of it, huh? Well, I think it's interesting the... I don't know how much to talk about. But, you know, what I found interesting was the tutors. The tutors? Yeah, the tutors were interesting how irrelevant, irreverent, or I don't know, how much of a teenager I think. Eight-year-old Cecilia is. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the right way. It's just like, she, she acts just like a universal princess might. Who's <laughs> twice as clever as her tutors. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, who would even apply for that job? 
Um, I would say that arrogant people would, <laughs> thinking that, oh yeah, everybody else failed because they're not me. Yeah. yeah. I think that's how it works in those circles. What else do you remember from it? <laughs> well, you know, the tutor's then the earth tutor, the earth boy. Oh, Alexander? Alexander, yes. Yeah. Well, he's not from Earth, actually. He's human. Yeah. But he's not an earth human. Felt kind of like one. Well, because but I liked how he was a level above clever, beyond clever. But he, he, he was kind of like a uh, ancient Chinese master, <laughs> very low and assuming, but intensely, immensely um, past what he appears. <laughs> yes. And we still don't know what he is. Uh huh. Yeah. He's one of the human collective elders. Universe. Wow. Yeah. But you wouldn't think so when you first met him because he's like, yeah, just me. Just me. What's for dinner? (laughs) Very humble. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Unassuming, but at the same time, fully, um, fully, well, I guess, deserving of it. Um, Not that the expecting, but. You know, you give him all the respect of the universe. Mm-hmm. I'll do his station, but only if you're aware of it, I suppose. And if right. you're not, and aren't, and don't, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. matter at all. No. <laughs> only where it matters does yeah. does it. Uh, and it's all voluntary. Yeah. It's not like he demands it. Right. It's the opposite of demanding respect or acknowledgement. Right. Very good role. Very good role model. At least Thethelia is going to keep him. <laughs> yep, she kept him. I'll keep For over a day anyway. <laughs> yeah. He's a pretty interesting character. So my mind gets jumbled because I read a lot of um, other world, alien, um, extraterrestrial, a lot of books about that kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm reading one. It's a human by day, alien by night type book. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. And it's interesting. What's interesting is that I'm starting to find the information that you've released coming out in other books, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that's the type of information that's actually in our DNA, you know, it's an, it's in our collective consciousness. And it comes out, you know? And yeah. it's about remembering it. Whenever I talk about my teachings, but actually all I do is remind people of what they already know. So the same that that goes for my books as well. All of my books, all my novels, are about releasing information that, in a novel form, uh, it's much easier to digest. But also, as the person reads it, it triggers that remembrance and that understanding that things that they already knew. And if they're not ready to remember, they'll just forget it, and it's fine. <laughs> yep. At the very worst, they're just entertained for a little while. Exactly, yes. Yeah. At the very worst, you're entertained. And anyways, those seeds are planted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they come to fruition sometimes then, sometimes later. But at one point or another, it's like you're co- consciously able to 
accept the information because it's been in, introduced, right. even if subconsciously. Yeah. It's hard to believe how resistant people are to accepting new information. I suppose that's a, a programmed in trait. I imagine it keeps people pointing the same direction long enough to do something. Right? Yeah, it's not so much in new information because this information is ancient, it's everywhere and every time. But it's information that doesn't um, serve the dialogue that we're having on Earth. Right? The script. It doesn't serve the script. So that's why it's hard to get into a person's mind. Especially if they're in a different script. I don't suppose there's too many people who don't buy uh, I'm alone in the universe script anymore. You'd be shocked and surprised. Really? Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Oh there's gosh. billions of people on, on the planet who believe that we're the only intelligent species that exists in the entire universe. Okay. <laughs> I know, it's, it's like when people used to think that... I suppose they're wearing masks, right? Oh my god! <laughs> they're wearing masks. By their masks you shall know them. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, it's one of those things, you know, it's, it's a belief of the human collective and um, if it goes against that script it's not going to be good. Yeah, we get, you know, you fight it even. Mm -hmm. So I suppose in a way it's like a way to get through the fight. You don't fight it, and maybe that's part of how, how um, you know, it's not like those who have been programming it, the billions who are buying some of these stories, like they're the only ones in the universe, haven't been using the same devices to bring this information and put it into their conscious and unconscious programs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess they've done it. Uh, they have been doing it for a while. So whenever you get information that conflicts with it, I suppose that'd be the right word. That's where, where did that unconscious program come in to resist it? You know what I mean? Well, how is that placed? The, other than the information I'm told to believe and all the rest of the people around me reinforce my belief of, that's the belief that's true, you know? And then you have people who is the opposite, you know? Who are bringing it in, who are remember it, understand it. But yeah. they're ostracized, castrated. Not necessarily. Pretty much. No, universally. I don't think so. Generally speaking. I don't think so. Well, what, you th what makes you think that? Oh. Are they ostracized? I can watch it. Watch it what? Watch people who bring in information be ostracized. Who ridiculed. like who? The same group, I suppose, that is resistant to the information coming in. So, you're talking about people who are ostracized, can you... People who bring in information, how about Mikovitz girl? She brought in information about um, viruses. Or Dr. Gowan, he brought in information about viruses as messengers. These people get ostracized and kicked out of their fields and... Ostracized, yeah, that's a good point. Ostracized and kicked out of their fields. For not following the narrative. Exactly. And the people that listen... But there's people who also listen to them, right? 
I don't disagree. That's right. not what I said. That's what I'm talking about. But why? But my point is, why is it important that sleepers believe you and don't fight against you? Why is it important? Why is it important what they think? Why is it important if they call you a nafta? Why, why would that even matter? It doesn't, so... Well, it does matter because the doctor can't be a doctor. He has to follow this He can be something thing. else. He can be something better. That's what he's doctor. doing, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's not like the world is supporting him and doing what he's doing. Oh, the world he's is supporting him. him. The medical board isn't. But the world is supporting what he's bringing in. The medical board is not. <laughs> the medical board is not. It isn't, but they're not uh, the world. <laughs> Well, I don't give him any authority at all, and, you know, well, he did for many years, obviously. Obviously, his entire life has been devoted to it and trying to adjust it and work within it and work through it and work around it and make it work in any which way he can and help it and educate it and all the doctors, friends that he has. Yeah. Everyone, hey, you know, here's another way to look at it. Maybe this will be a good thing to do. He had no success at that. All he had was lost to sit. From them, from that tiny little group of men. Right? Well, that's not a tiny little group. It is. It isn't. It is. Because the people who support him outnumber those by thousands, probably. Maybe, maybe so, but those thousands are powerless against the ones. Well, they're powerful because they have um, the, the capacity, the vote, you know? Of, no, I don't know. Of supporting him. I don't know and what I. He sells his books and his talks and everything. It's really good. He is being supported. So the base, the original question really was, where is that program? What is it? How is it put there? And how do you um, delete it? I guess. Mm -hmm. Because all day today, everywhere I went, there's the signs up and the people around and wearing their masks and knowing that it doesn't help them but thinking that it helps other people and that was the that was the way they're going to get them to believe it plus mm -hmm. it's against the law even though there's no law oh it's against the OSHA oh there's no OSHA oh it's against this any number of imaginary reasons it's for mm -hmm. and they have vast numbers fully in it and you know angry people who become extremely, extremely violent about it. And at the same time, there's quite a number of them who are doing it just to go along and get along. And when they see someone who isn't, they're like, they've got permission to be who they really are. But they're cowed and they're, um, um, what's the word? Beta. <laughs> Mm -hmm. They can only follow, they can't lead, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I guess maybe that's what it's about. The inability to lead. Right, only follow. Yeah. If somebody else does it, it's okay. If nobody else is doing it, that's not okay. And, irregardless of what anybody else is doing, you don't, you can't trust your own research, you know? Yeah. You can only trust research that's verified by somebody else. That was kind of funny thing. Snopes. You know who Snopes is? No, I don't know who Snopes is. Well... Deer! Deer! Oh, careful, careful. Oh, oh that's a baby! Stop, stop! Okay. Whoa! Come on, baby! Go get your mama! 
Come on, baby, go get your mommy. Move forward hurry, a little hurry. bit. Hurry, hurry. Oh my god. Hurry, hurry, it's little so baby. Gorgeous. Your mommy's over there. It's so tiny. Yeah, it's just a tiny baby. Come on, go. You want Mama's me to get out of the way? Mama's waving. Okay. I'll back up. Baby, baby, don't, don't go that way. <laughs> oh no. Poor baby. <laughs> You're gonna go hide in the bushes. Yeah, that's a good idea. You're gonna wait? I didn't want him to get hurt. I know, but. Yes. Part of there. Mama, Mama will come get him. Yeah, she will. She knows where he is. <laughs> <laughs> you when you Whenever you see. A deer across the road, you always slow down and look for the baby or yep. the second deer because more times than not, that's where they are. Way more often than not, exactly. Yeah. You don't catch the first one, you catch the second. Anyways, we were talking about something, someone you were mentioned. So one of the, one of the processes of truthing or um, verifying information, like the information you might find in the return there's files, is Things like Snopes. Snopes was a fact checker on the internet. So if you ever had a claim and you wanted to verify whether it was facts or not, or it was made up, or it was unsupported, that Snopes was your source. Okay. But, so they would um, take a claim like Judy Mikovits's claim of this or that, or your claim that maybe um, there's such a thing as Anunnaki's, or or uh, Dr. Cowan's claim that viruses are messenger and they would fact check it and say whether it was true or false. Okay. And they would fact check it using Google to verify the claims, <laughs> honestly. So, oh, man. So, I mean, then it turned out that it was just a wife and husband team who were using Google to Google whether or not things were true and then making every judgment on it based on what they found on the wow. internet. <laughs> and then after a little while it came to be known that the wife was divorcing the husband and she sued him because he had been embezzling the company funds getting prostitutes <gasps> in the Las Vegas. Oh my god. And then he got a new wife who was a prostitute in Las Vegas. Oh my god. <laughs> and they run the company together now. And there's, I mean, I'm not saying that prostitutes in Las Vegas aren't capable of using Google. Right. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> of course they are. But that's, that's the authority on fact or fiction that people would be using to oh fact check something. And it was really more absurd than the thing that they were maybe fact checking mm. by far. I mean, who's better more idea right? or more qualified <laughs> to bring in new information? A doctor who's been studying these things and bringing the information, the new information in through whatever sources that he is and sharing what he has even though he knows it's challenging and he's doing his very best to make it the least challenging as possible. It's like just consider the possibilities that these are other theories, that theories are facts, that theories mean that we look at, a look at many different possibilities. And this is a possibility I found very interesting so I'm going to share it. That isn't, you know, threatening in any way, but that would be fact-checked as completely false, and it would be grayed out, and, you know, matter of fact, why don't you, as a matter of fact, take away your license to <laughs> practice medicine. Yeah. And Snopes would be the authority over the doctor, 
or Judy Mikovits of EHT, or you, how would they be authority over whether or not what you're saying is fact? Well, mine are all novels, honey. You don't just speak in novels. <laughs> I have some factual books as well. Well, you speak facts as well. <laughs> right, right. So I guess the point is, is how is that one given authority and the other one not given authority? And who's in charge of that authority? Giving authority, yep. Exactly. One of the spe speakers that I like the most um, were when I, some years ago, in 2012 it was, I was invited to partake in an event in, in Spain. And there were two events, one in, Ma in Madrid and one in Barcelona. The Barcelona was just me, and the Madrid one was several speakers and musicians. And a line was said by one of the women, which I've always, I always remember, that was been my favorite line of a speaker. It was, and I'm going to talk to you about X, Y, Z, I can't remember her specialty. And I am the world authority on this, and I can guarantee that for you because I developed it. Yeah. <laughs> I brought it in, it's my method, and I can, I am the expert on the planet. <laughs> So I loved that, I loved it, because it's so true, right? Right. And when people say, well, what qualifies you to do it? I invented it. <laughs> what qualifies you to invent it? <laughs> it's like, then they get silly, really. It does get silly. Yeah, then they get silly. Many times I was asked uh, in interviews, and then people gave up on it, but especially at the beginning, 2010, 11, 12, um, how can you prove that what you're saying is true? And I would say, that's not my job, that's your job to fact check it and to test it in, to feel into the vibrations of what I'm saying and test it for how true it is for you, because that's not my job, that's yours. I'm not here to convince people. The time that I might spend convincing a skeptic, I could spend training a hundred, a thousand people and I prefer those people to be skeptic about my work. So I am very skeptical myself about everything. Yeah, so. that's not totally true because <laughs> skeptics are completely fine. It's perfectly yeah. reasonable to be skeptical yeah. of information that you can't um, prove or mm -hmm. fact check yourself. Well, yeah, there's two very different types of skeptics. I'm a highly, I'm highly skeptical, but what I do is I, I prove it. Right? I test it out. I test it out. I test out. Whatever theory, and I test out my theory, and I see which one comes up trumps, right? Which one wins? Well, at least do the very best as you can. It's like, so how are we going to test Anunnaki's are here, and they did this and that and the other thing? Where are we going to go find the facts, you know? How are and we going to dig it up, and yeah. how are we going to proof it? How are we going to truth it? How are we going to anything it? Well, well, there's two the types thing of is, things. Yeah, the thing is, there's a lot more evidences than you might originally expect and when you start looking you find a lot of evidence there's a, quite a lot of evidence actually so there's two types of evidence one of them is physical evidence and you can get proof for both any type of argument you have on the planet you're going to get physical evidence for both period <laughs> and that's unfortunately because of the failures of people who test things um, 
because if you have one solution, one result in mind, that's what you're going to get. I've seen it over and over and over again. That's how it happens. But you know, you gather enough information, you can get proof for whatever. So you can even prove it from the perspective of the observer affects the result. And the other type of proofing that I prefer and I ask people and I teach people to do is the way in which they can tap into a frequency or an energy and feel for how true that is. And you know, going into more and more detail until you get a perfect, perfect yes. And um, that to me outweighs any type of physical evidence about anything if you do it properly. So two types of proof, you know, evidence and the energetic Ooh, look, reading. For reading. Sale. Oh, more property for sale at the Hogo Zet Road. My gosh, that's a nice yeah. little homestead. So guys quite and a girls, bit, quite a bit ways down the road too. You guys and girls need to come and start buying property around. The peninsula, yay! <laughs> yep, good idea. Yeah, we're part of this beautiful community. Growing community, budding community, what would you call it? Um, growing, definitely. And I uh, don't know about budding, but definitely growing, multiplying. It's quite nice not to be the only one, <laughs> or you know what I mean. The Long only wolf. open one. Yeah. <laughs> Literally talk about things like we're talking about right now with more than one other person. Oh, And it yes. doesn't have to be on Zoom. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. You could go to one house or another house yeah. or another house and or gather together or whatever and be able to talk about things like this and not be alone. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. I agree. We're just having a little ride out to the lake. So yeah, walk with me now. <laughs> We're gonna do some updates on that. So yeah, one of the ones is the book, right? And that's, we were just exploring how and why the information gets forgotten and lost. Yeah, and how, it's, how it's kept lost and forgotten. Mm -hmm. And um, other things we're doing is in uh, walk with me now while well, we have amazing discussions in the forum. Yeah, and talk with me now. Yes, and we have a live chat thing going 24-7 because there's people all over the world. All over the world. <laughs> uh, called Talk With Me Now. And obviously you can only join it if you're in Walk With Me Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Yeah, because it's interesting on a forum, you talk about things in a certain forum. And the forum is, you know, kind of like uh, you speak and then maybe the next day you get an answer or maybe that afternoon, but it's not an instant type of a thing. It's a well-considered thought or a yeah. process or a sharing or a joining in the intention or, or that kind of stuff. But a talk with you now is like having a conversation because there's somebody there right now. Yeah. And you say something and they answer back. Yeah. Most likely 17 people answer back. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty good part. This, yeah. this, you know, it was uh, started by one of the members in Walk With Me now, and it's, and it's taken off, and it's really, really cool. We're in there. It's really nice to tap in every now and then and just look at the photographs and the shares, and it's, it's called high frequency. It's very high frequency. Right. 
So and the study groups. Oh my gosh, the study groups also generated by the, the members. Yeah. Self-generated. Let's talk uh -huh. about this thing. I'm doing this class. Yeah. Anybody want to do it with me? Um, yeah, of course. Share being, our experience with it. Yeah. Being a platform that's based on my teachings, the classes that they're studying together, the classes that I've released the past 10 years or 12 years. <laughs> How many years? 10 years. 10 years. And um, yeah, some amazing discussions and questions come up. Really, really good. Really good. Yeah. And then we have Second Life. Second Life is all Second World. Mm -hmm. Where were, what were we watching? We were watching a show that was Second Life. Oh, the, um, what? <laughs> okay, never mind. A show, Second Life is basically a platform where you can, um, you can really create anything that you want. And I've been using it for many years as a feeling board. It's a feeling board. And it's like a virtual reality that it's got land, it's got roads, railroads, whatever. The land you lease some of the land and uh, build whatever you want there. And you can it's literally anything you want. I know. Sorry, I stopped you saying earlier who you you could compare it to, to a TV show that they sell. I just like their house. But that's because the houses reminded me of what you make in Second Life. Yes, because but it's, it's so not Second Life. It's what I create in Second Life. Because <laughs> you haven't seen what other people create. I don't know. All I know is that when I go to Second Life and I see the things that you make, they the houses like, that were being sold uh -huh. brought in some of that same energey. I thought it was fascinating. That was yeah, like, it's that's full like of wealth Second Life. And, yeah. Filled with wealth and beauty and yeah, design. And interesting ideas that I never yeah. even conceived of. Like a swimming pool around inside your house, around your stairs. <laughs> yeah. That looks so cool in real life and in Second Life. Right. The talk with me now is like an instant chat with people that are your frequency and walk with me now is, you know, a place to gather and collect and have that experience of Amelia's work with each other. And Second Life is a place to build a new reality, new paradigm, new experience of clothes, of houses, of gathering, of whatever, without any limit on, geez, I sure would like to have a beach house in Malibu to come join everybody and talk about, I don't know, limitations in my life, <laughs> but I don't have enough money to have a beach house <laughs> or the property in Malibu, <laughs> but you obviously do in Second Life. Yeah. yeah. So you want to have a limitations chat on a beach house in Malibu, you can in Second Life without any limitations. It costs you about five bucks. Yeah, maybe life. five bucks and quite a few hours of building maybe it. building or yeah. devotion. Or if you know somebody, you might be able to just rent that house. Yep. The point being that it's a good way to explore what your life might be like without the limitations that you've placed on it. Right. Plus also testing things out that you might think you want. Yeah. Right? See if that's but you what actually, you actually get them. It's like how you go, hmm, <laughs> I don't actually like this. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't work 20 years and borrow a million dollars for this. I know. Remember when we built that palace yeah because uh, it was it's a really funny story I got a property near the beach 
and I bought this tiny little cabin for us to live in, Larry and I, in Second Life. And he looked at it and he says, whoa, that's so small. <laughs> Why is that so small? And I said, well, because I thought you like living in small little houses. Just, what would you think that? Says, well, the house you lived for 20, 30 years was teensy winchy and then when I met you, you're living in an RV, so why would I think anything else? Said, nope, I would like palaces. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, so I had to buy more land, of course, to fit a palace in. Yes, that's a very nice palace, thank you very much. It was huge, with lots of bedrooms and bathrooms and marble and chandeliers and a massive, massive kitchen and beautiful, beautiful grounds. Uh, we didn't do anything with it. <laughs> Well, we we kind of enjoyed it for a while, for a long time. Actually, we kept it for about two years. And then one day, um, I said, hey, Larry, do you still want this palace? Or do you want more like uh, a different type of house? He said, well, I like a more realistic house, you know, maybe three, four bedrooms. <laughs> yeah, I got tired of 20 bedrooms and yeah. 40 bathrooms. So we got that. And my parents in Second Life decided to help us with the decorations and it's a beautiful beautiful house it's really nice and it has ex the exact same feel to the house that we're buying <laughs> or trying to buy yep. that we talked about um, on our previous podcast it has the same feel it's like the large windows and the same type of walls and the same type of uh, roof shapes and it's really, really similar. It's quite amazing, huh? Mm -hmm. How that works. So yeah, Second Life, I've also tested it many years ago when I was asked by Guidance to do personal sessions. I used to call them oneness sessions. I did them for one year. And I, I was highly resistant. I didn't want to do them, but it was part of that orchestration and I didn't understand it at the time but after the year was over I understood exactly why I had to do that mm -hmm. and um, um, when when we did that when I did that I learned I decided I'll do it in second life first I'll do sessions in second life and I created some special oneness um, seats it was really beautiful like a pyramid that turns with diamonds and this beautiful light that came out of it and two people sit down I would sit with the other person and hold the energy frequency and they might be anywhere in the world and I did sessions there to begin with Yeah. and once I got confident enough then I offered that in real life and I did those in real life but it gave me to it gave, get, got me to a state a place where I was comfortable enough that I knew what I was doing and why after a year I realized um I learned the why. It was because it gave me a very deep understanding of how people experience life, which is not something that I had. I did not have that experience. I have experienced everything that you can possibly experience on the planet. Um, not possibly, but obviously there's a lot more I haven't. Um, but just about a full range of positive and negative things in my life. A full range, yeah. I think that's full fair range, to say. yeah, yeah. Um, and um, but it's the way that I experienced it was different to what other people experience. 
So, for example, if somebody had um, somebody tried to kill me, um, I would experience it in one way, which is not ex not the same as another person, right? Yeah, another person might uh, you know respond with an equally low frequency response: fear, mm -hmm. victim, yeah. or anger, attack, fight, yeah. flight, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you didn't do that. No. It's like, so, oh, look, I'm going to die. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I didn't expect that. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was unexpected, but okay. I had a good life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to kill you then. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, make up your mind then. Sure. But you're living because I choose you to live. Yep. Oh, cool. Yep, All nice. right. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Gotta go. So... Do you see what I'm saying? Another person in the same situation defines their whole life around having been attacked. And not know? dying yet yeah. or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or the, that person, what I'm talking about right now, you know, and that you referred to, the shock was that I didn't respond in fear because that was his MO. He was a mafioso, you know. Mm -hmm. And his MO was people respond in fear. They put a, put a gun into their head and... They say, I'm going to shoot you, and I'm going to kill you, you're going to die now. That's the, res the response that he expected, and which he's had in the past, was, please don't kill me, or crying, or pooping and peeing themselves, and whatnot, you know? Oh, kind of, I'm sure. Lovely, horrible things. Yeah, lovely, horrible, horrible, nasty things. So, that was new for him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's like I didn't experience what other people experience. And the sessions for a year gave me that experience. Not that I was, uh, you know, I was able to tap into a person's life and um, as we became joint in oneness and I was able to live through their life, you know, remember everything that they went through as they spoke about it or they shared or whatever. And not just at a theoretical level, but at an experiential level, I understood what they were going through and the value in that. And in understanding is that I was then able to, um, when I was asked to go public, I was able to speak in a way in which was an understanding of the situation that people were going through. You were capable of communicating. Yeah. Instead of completely not understanding you know, it's just yeah. like at a at a totally different uh, bandwidth. It's like you can't communicate clearly because you can't empathize. I suppose you, you have no. We don't idea. even know what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I never even considered that anybody would do that right. when somebody did that. Yeah, I didn't consider that somebody might pee their pants and be afraid. You know. Yes, exactly. And uh, because of that, you can't communicate very well about things like that. Yeah, exactly. You don't even know you need to. Right. It's like, why would you care? It didn't die, did you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, what, well, yeah. what possible difference does that make in your life? Yeah, exactly. Why are you talking about it? Like, Jesus, why was is that it 20 important? years ago or what yeah, was that? Exactly. Anyway. Not to minimize people who have been victims Traumatized. of... Yeah, victims of... Um, of these horrible crimes, right? Uh, personal attacks and whatnot. Um, it's not minimizing what these people have gone through, but it is, it would have been minimizing if I hadn't 
understood the level of trauma and the the impact that it can have on a regular person, right? Right. And then how do you help them release that trauma and that victimhood and that fear? How do you help them with that if you don't understand or even conceive that they have it? Exactly. Right? Perfect. Yeah. I'm glad you clarified that part too. Because the intent wasn't to um, suggest that having no comprehension of how people's experiences that are traumas is better in some way. (laughs) It's just the one you had. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it's like second life. You can use it to test things out, uh, things like we did with the palace, and then figuring out that, yeah, we don't actually like living in a tiny room palace. (laughs) You don't need a giant palace, actually. And uh, also testing new skills out, if uh, trying, you know, practicing. Practice makes perfect, right? Practicing something that might be theoretical. And it was off with full clarity. I mean, everybody that um, went into session with me in Second Life, I would tell, hey, you know, I don't know. <laughs> You're drinking my medicine, honey. <laughs> yeah, that's medicine all right. Thank you. Um... So yeah, they they knew full disclosure, you know. I would tell them, okay, so I'm practicing wellness sessions and I'm doing them in second life first (laughs) before I bring them into real life, you know. And they would book me and everything. It was paid, you know, the same fee that I would would charge real life. It's a real session. But I would tell them that um, I wasn't sure if I was going to do them in real life, but second life felt safe enough for me to do. And... um, they could, yeah. you know, switch it off any moment and whatnot. So, yeah, that was what, the ways that you can use it. Um, it's free and whatever. Just like we use the internet for other things. And like we use Telegram for the talk with me now. We use we use some server somewhere to do the forum and walk with me now. We also have the weekly exercises that we do on walk with me now. And those are really timely, <laughs> I have to say. And um, the with the Second Life, it's just another platform to test things out and and also community because when you're inside Second Life with your avatar and there's all these people there in the same room with you and in real life they're in all over the world, different countries and continents. But in that reality, in that little place in Second Life, in a house or whatever, you're together mm-hmm. and it really feels different it feels way different it does it really feels different i wish when i was going through my process of exploring and waking up to a you know a broader reality there was such a thing as exists now for you all <laughs> because <laughs> like walk with me now <laughs> a, yeah like walk with me now and talk with me now and second life and study session groups and all those things book clubs homework every week what what i got was once a week if that a very perfectly timed blog post (laughs) (laughs) an article on ascension 101 oh right yeah and then once in a very great while you will have a A class a while no you don't have any classes yeah ascension 101 i had a ton of classes well 
classes, online classes, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Oh, because you were part of the relationships uh, recording, the relationships yep. class recording. Yep, I was. But now, it's much better. Oh, yeah, it's much better now. So, no excuses now. <laughs> no excuses. No excuses. And we're here, so while we're here, while we're here, while we're here take advantage. Because we're advantage. not going to be here forever. Just saying. Just saying. Anyways, think, good chat. Yeah, good chat for today. Lots of errors covered. <laughs> I like that. Enjoyed it. It's really nice at the lake here today. Yeah, we drove all the way to the lake. It's really nice, rainy and dark and full of mist. <laughs> yes, it's like mists of Avalon. Yeah, <laughs> magical, man, magical. We're a nice cozy car. Lucy's not as happy as we are. But oh my gosh, it's true. She's ready to go home. Yeah. Alright, we'll go okay. home. We'll go home. Yeah. See you guys. Bye. Love you. Love you. Death to you. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>, no. <laughs> <laughs> we love our audience too, but not as much as each other. Yes. <laughs> oh no.